Welcome in, everybody. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. And unless you're in Green Bay, I hope you're having a wonderful day because Green Bay cost me $1,400 this weekend. And no, I don't want to talk about it. We're going to move right past that. Anyhow. <laughs> wow. That might have been the quickest intro we've ever had. Uh, you sure you don't want to talk about that game at no, all? No, no, no. no okay. I, I, I will, you know, bounce off the fact that I was right. Washington did win that game. Obviously, I should probably bet behind my picks. Although, to this point in the season, that has proven to be a very, very bad idea. The one time I go against one pick that I was a little questionable about was like, mm, Washington plus the points. Packers outright. Let's take the Packers outright. Yeah, I should take Washington and the points. It, you know what? Hey, we were both right about games this week. How about them Niners by two? I think I called that. Um, we'll hit that later on. So, big week. Um, actually, fairly decent weekend for football. I really enjoyed this weekend. As, I, as, a, as a whole, there was... It started a... strong. It did. And I fell off a cliff about late Sunday afternoon. I mean, why? Because you were cooking dinner during the third quarter? Yeah. Um, let's start with the Thursday night game that actually was a little bit better game than anybody anticipated. And Amazon has to be so freaking happy that they they put up more points per team than they had in the last two weeks combined. <laughs> How sad. Amazon was going, thank you, Jesus and Tyler Murray. Like, that was a good game. I, I accidentally, see, see, accidentally started yeah. Eno Benjamin, so score one for me. Um... No, nah, it, it's a lot higher scoring game than I really thought it was going to be. Much higher. Um, the Cardinals offense looked, I mean, they looked like they got D-Hop back. Most definitely. Uh, uh, the Saints defense didn't have an answer for D-Hop. Surprise, surprise. Um, when you practice against Michael Thomas. Oh, wait a minute, he's out. Never mind. But, no, nah, I mean, the, the Cardinals looked like their offense kind of got itself right. Um, Tyler yelling at Cliff makes you question about how much longer that relationship's going to last before it boils. Which is really weird because they both just got extensions, so Yeah. And I have a feeling you let go of that you, you let go of your coach that can't seem to win ball games before you let go of your quarterback that seems keeps like, you in ball keeps games. Keeps you in ball games. But yeah. we'll see. Uh the Saints I know they put up thirty four. God they're hoping a they're hoping by some magical way, they can get another first-round pick so they can have a chance at a quarterback. That's no Because, that as a no reminder, joke. the Saints' first-round pick, which is currently sitting at number six overall, belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. How about them Eagles for somehow being in this position right now? Man, that team is... I mean, we've been saying it for a couple weeks now. I've been saying it most of the year. That team is good. That team is solid. Um, let's get into Sunday. Uh... Kicked off Ravens-Browns. I can't say it was a much better game than we anticipated. Those AFC North They're games always are always dogfights. Exactly. Closer than I thought it was going to be, though. And I'm really starting... Man, I know the Ravens won, but I'm starting to worry about the Ravens. Something's not right. It's on the defensive side of the ball, too. Well, I mean, but they haven't put up more than 20, 23 in weeks. This is true. But, it, for me, when you look at it, the defense isn't doing what they're needing to. And the offense is 
reeling. I mean, they don't have the defense to lean on like they've been able to. And to me, it seems like there's something wrong on the uh, what should be the strong side of the football in Baltimore. I mean, I, I agree that, that that defense is clearly not what it used to be. I, I think Mink Martindale uh, is proving how much he meant to that defense with what he's doing in New York. Oh, yeah. But I, as much as as much as I say that, like, when the Chiefs had a bad defense, they put up 35. You're right. The offense needs to get their, their shit together. Which is also why I have a trade proposed in fantasy that will hopefully net me Jerry Judy because I'm there's been reports that Jerry Judy ends up a Raven at the deadline. I hope it's after what Christian and I did today. I wouldn't look at your phone. Um, do we want to move on to the next game? I I, I thought you knew. I I threw uh, Derek Henry out on the trading block because I needed to make a splash and. Pardon me while I check my fantasy app. This is guys. This is going to be really interesting. If you hear anything thrown, um, obviously by the time you hear this, I'll probably already be dead. Uh, by no means is Jerry Judy on my team. Nothing's but, been processed. Um, two 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 sides have agreed to trade. So I'm not getting Damian Pierce is what I'm gathering. Oh, most definitely not. I may or may not have ended up with Michael Pittman out of that as well, not thinking that Sam Ellinger is going to do anything, but when they're behind and have to throw the ball. It's a competitive league. But you're not. I know. <laughs> I gave Jesus. up Derrick Henry. Good Lord. Anyhow, I'm about to do to you what... The Panthers did to the Broncos. Throttled them. Absolutely. The excuse me, the Buccaneers. My bad. That oh, one's you, on me. You, I'm, I'm, I'm razzled now because my co-host deserves to be shot in the left hand and lose another finger off that hand because he's an asshole. <laughs> um, dude, A, I, I laughed because I don't know if you saw the uh, press conference out of Carolina yesterday i did not no steve wilkes comes to the microphone gets real close and goes pj walkers are starting quarterback next week whether or not the other two are healthy he earned it (laughs) carolina has traded for two first round draft picks at the quarterback position in the last two years. Both of which are now benched for a guy that was playing in the XFL two years ago. I love it. And you know what? He's not wrong. Look at how all three quarterbacks played. PJ has been the most competent team's looked at quarterback all season. The last Granted, they, it's three just been Baker, seasons. But he was, before he was even in the XFL, he was still had a stint with the Panthers from the USFL. Because he played in the USFL. When Teddy B looked bad, he came and played for the Panthers. Was cut at the end of the season. Played in the XFL. Came back to back up Sam Darnold. Then to be the third string behind Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Finds himself once again at the helm in Carolina. And I like what they've got. 
PJ is a serviceable quarterback. There's I, nothing else to say. I, I think his bad games are probably on par with Baker and Sam. But I feel like his ceiling, we've seen Sam's ceiling. We've seen Baker's Baker, ceiling. Right. You know, give PJ a run. And I'm going to get back to a point similar to this here in just a few minutes. I think I know exactly um, what game you're talking I, about. I know you know exactly what game I'm talking about. It's a game I said I wasn't going to talk about. Well, I'm just going to talk about one side of that ball. But Actually, you know, I can say that for two guys because I, I didn't know what game it was when I said that. Um, there's two guys I feel that way as well. Okay, no, okay, yeah. I Okay, moving on. Um, but yeah, man, what what the Panthers did, I mean, obviously putting up 21 against the, a, Bucks, a Bucks defense that's pretty good. Hey, hats off. Holding the Buccaneers to three, that offense is broken. Zero in the first three quarters. Um, Almost a shutout. I, I know, I know Mike... Mike dropped a deep ball that was he was wide open for, which doesn't happen very often. But that offense looks broke. Um, Brady, the off-field stuff has clearly taken over Brady's life. Oh, definitely. Which, obviously, the off-field stuff is Brady's life. Um, so, it's it's tough to watch. I, I hate seeing him struggle like this. You he, know, don't, He's really good at putting on a fake smile right now. Five years ago, if if this guy has this season as his last season, I'm laughing it up with everybody else. Um, I don't feel that way about Tom anymore, and I, I've I've come to appreciate what he has been for the NFL. Being able to grow up with him, essentially, has here we are, mid to late twenties. We finally get to understand what it's like to appreciate what you have. And we didn't obviously do that a lot being in middle school, high school, into college. Yeah. You know. With with a guy that just dominates. And to see him starting to flutter out really, really makes you appreciate what you had. Especially after the move to Tampa, seeing the authenticity of Tom Brady. Something Meeting Brady. Right. That's that's the best way I can describe what happened with the move to move to Tampa, is Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay introduced the world to Brady. Brady was already obviously world renowned as the quarterback and the football player. The human side the of the human side of yes. Brady, we got to meet in Tampa whenever he was drunk off of his avocado tequila or whatever we were calling it, tossing the Lombardi over open water. We got to meet Brady, and as the as the team suffering watching that Super Bowl parade, I was like, you know what? I have a newfound respect for Tom. It was funny because we text each other. Either I text you first or you text me first, but I remember the next message was, I was just about to message you. Because we both had the same thought was, who is this guy dressed in Tom Brady's skin? Because that guy, I think I would have been rooting for for a long time. Exactly. And any Patriots fan, oh, that's the guy we... That's not the guy you knew. He was so reserved and shelled up in New England. We all heard We all heard your no days off chant. But no, I'm, and I've... Seeing Brady play like this has been, has been a struggle. Because 
as much as I didn't want to see Brady win an eighth Super Bowl. Right. Because realistically, if he wins an eighth one, that means I'm still looking at another year of my unfinished dynasty that we were proclaimed to have. Dynasties don't just happen in the NFL. Like there's there's never going to be the next Patriots team. No, that and and I feel like that was way too overblown. But I mean a twenty year run. Dynasties are four or five years. Seven to eight if you're lucky. Yeah. Um but so it's it's been you know, it is what it is. But yeah, seeing Brady struggle the way he has has been has been less than fun for me. Um, because I really thought whenever they put that offense together with him, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, you know, I was hoping him and Julio would have, you know, I know Julio's not going to be a, you know, threat to the, to Calvin's mark or anything like no. that. But no. if, if you could have told me that Brady put five, put 4,500 up, 5,000 up, which I mean, was realistic considering what he did last year. Most definitely. But if you would have told me he put that up and... Julio was at a thousand. Man, I'd have been like, "Rock on, guys! You know, enjoy retirement because we both know that's where they're headed." But it it would have been nice to see him go out with a little more, I guess, grace and a little more power than what they have. Yeah, right, it's right not now, even it's, calling it. You can't even say, "I wish I would go out with more fight." There's fight. People are yelling at Brady because he's yelling at the team. I, that's always been Brady on the sideline. Yeah, that's been the New England Brady. Like, the the fact that the team isn't able to perform with, even with that fire, it's just, you can't beat Father Time. Yeah. That's and, all it comes down and to. And Father Time has, after a long, drawn-out struggle, it looks like Father Time has finally gotten the upper hand. You know, Brady's under five hundred for the first time in... Since, Since 2002. 2002. Um, so it's it sucks to see. We'll we'll move off this game. Get to a, the guy. I think if we're if we're talking about the next possible guy to fill that that slot of what he represents, I think the quarterback of the next team is the one that most likely fits that role. That's Joe Burrow. I agree. What he did this weekend, and I get that it's a Falcons team that's. Up and down this season, we both kind of thought yeah. the Falcons would be dumpster, a dumpster fire, and one week they are, and the next week they are pulling out a scrappy win or blowing out a team by two touchdowns. You just don't know what you're going to get. So for anybody saying, oh, the Bengals, they annihilated the Falcons, we expected that. Not You don't really. expect 325 and three tuds at half. No. I have Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect 325 and three tuds at half. I think I've seen a stat, and I wish I would have saved it, where Joe Burrow now has the most games with over 500 yards and four-plus touchdowns. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only quarterback with multiple games of 500-plus and four-plus. Just insanity. For a guy that's averaging or getting sacked on average six times a game to stand in there and just put the ball where it needs to be and win football games. The Cincinnati Bengals win football because Joe Burrow's good at football. Absolutely. I it, mean, he's if, got if, weapons. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You would, there's not a person alive that wouldn't go, Hey, 
I'll take Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd as my three receivers. Oh, and by the way, you get Joe Mixon too. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know the guy's got weapons. I knew another quarterback that's got weapons. We just talked about him. He didn't put up 500. I know one in uh, Santa Clara that's got really good weapons that looked like absolute dog shit. I'm so surprised you're calling him a quarterback. Um, <laughs> he's going to be sitting on a fucking couch this next offseason, I tell you what. He's playing like this. Aside from the the Colts or Washington, I don't know where he ends up, where he could pretend, possibly end up. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the bang, the Bengals look good. The Falcons. I can't know. blame the Falcons for being down three scores. I mean, A, when you Joe, walked into it. That, that offense came out absolutely humming. You walked into a buzzsaw. Yeah, you, you got caught in a buzzsaw. You know, and the Falcons, we didn't expect to be good. And playing against a team that's playing like the Bengals are, that's a team you expect, hey, if there's going to be a blowout, that's a pretty good place to I work. find it more impressive the Falcons scored 17. With as much time as the Bengals offense was on the field, when did the Falcons offense get time to go out onto the field and score? I will give the Falcons credit. Their run game hasn't missed a beat since quarter Not went it. down. It's... And it might actually be better. I like Which, it. Which, honestly, might be because with Cordero, you try to do some cute shit and try to use his sp- size and speed to your advantage. He He's a Debo-esque type. Him and Debo are the only two guys in the NFL that play the, the, the wide back position. When you line Debo up in the backfield, you still don't know if it's a run or if it's a pass or if he's pass blocking. You don't know. When Cordero Patterson lines up in the backfield, he's getting the football. Yeah, They haven't done a very good job of disguising it with their offense. Yeah, your other weapon is Kyle Pitts. I mean, I like Drake London. I I believe he's going to be a really good receiver for a long time. But, you know, you have to to weigh those things. Um, The next game, man... I hate that the Lions are reeling like they are. I, I think I think the Magic's the first gone. Half. That I, first half looked like Lions yeah. football, I, I, and they did it again. They couldn't close out. I think I think the Magic's gone. Not that they really won much, but now now I think you can firmly set your sights on another you know top five pick, trying to land one of these top three quarterbacks. And they need to. Absolutely, you know. The way Jared came out, that offense was humming, was moving the ball. You were like, heck yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Amon Ra's barely played the last couple weeks. But you've, you've still got to do better than what they're doing. They're not putting up points now. You know, they've... Was it last week that they played the Pats? You got shut out? Or was that two yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. I think they had a bye last week. Okay, so in the last three weeks, they've put up a combined six points. Granted, that's two games, but in the last two games they've played, they've put up a combined six points. Clearly, there's something wrong. Uh, the Cowboys, pff, Dak didn't look great. Um, obviously, didn't have to. That running back duo, granted, oh, we, we both agree on who should be one and two in that offense. Well, yeah. And, don't get me wrong, like, I was yelling and screaming because I have Zeke on my fantasy team. <laughs> and it's funny because I have Tony Pollard on mine. And Tony Pollard gets him to the five, and I went, great, now we're going to... Now, we come out, motion the fullback, right to, or left to right, bring Tony Pollard across the formation, and hand it off to the left. 
three red zone plays back to back to back. On the third one, I kid you not, before I could even look up from my phone to see what's on, Austin says, I bet I know what the offensive play call is. Reads off. We're going to motion the fullback left to right, pull Tony Pollard from right to left to block, and we're going to run to the left side. A look up, sure as shit, Dak Prescott motions the fullback. <laughs> How? I just it Mike was... McCarthy is an offensive genius, man. Not what <laughs> I would never say, expect but... it a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but man. I, I was almost hoping that they were going to throw like a, a a screen flat out to the uh, the fullback I on honestly, the third time when 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 they lined up in the exact same formation for the third time in a row, motioned the fullback for the third time in a row. I was like, all right, this is a jet sweep to Tony. Eh, nope, he went by. There it is, the same play. And I was like, same holy crap. Exact play. And it, and it gained exactly one yard. All three times. single time. That very first one was from the two. It got him to the one. The second time, they're like, line it up again. Should we? No. Exact same snap count, same cadence, same everything. And the And the lines couldn't stop it. Hey, man, if it ain't broke, I guess. Uh, but I say the Cowboys' off- offense looks decent when it's running the ball. Um, like I said, Dax, I mean, don't get me wrong, it doesn't look any better or worse than Cooper, I think, would have in that situation. I don't think so. But, you know, to, to get back and trying to get back into it, you know, is what it is. Um, yeah, no, I just, I don't know. That, that was so is, funny. Yeah, it was. it was not a fun game for it to come up on red zone, but when it did, obviously those two drives, just the comedy factor alone, uh, the parody that is football, it was, it actually made for good football is what it did because it's, will the Lions fall for it for a third? Yep. Yeah, they will. Yep. Yeah, they definitely will. And it's not like, oh, they got a little bit more pressure off this side of the line. The defense lined up the exact same way. It was way. the identical play. Identical. All 22 cam was identical. Three consecutive plays. If the cameraman in the back corner of the end zone hadn't moved over like six steps each time, you would have never known. It was wild. <laughs> Just, I, 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 I don't know that I have seen anybody aside from my high school football coach call the exact same run play three times in a row. Oh, it's it's incredible. Mike McCarthy, man, lock him up for the next 35 years. <laughs> and I'm talking about in prison, not on the football field. Um, moving on, another game. I was actually, I think we were both right in this game. I can't remember. I don't remember. I but, think you talked me into it. I think I did. But you're welcome because the London Football Giants, again. That- that was a football game. That was a fun football game to watch. A, don't get me wrong, the Jags should have never been in position to have a chance to win that game because there were some really awful penalties that kept that drive alive. But to make the game-saving tackle at the half-yard line. On a bullet, Trevor Lawrence put a dot 
on his wide receiver. Christian Kirk had it, had every chance. Kudos to those defenders because if he so much as reaches that ball out, different it's football six. game. They didn't allow him to. They stuck every you know, they hugged him down, didn't allow him to reach, didn't allow him to cross, nothing. Man, the Giants and again, well as I said earlier coached team. I believe Wink Martindale is proving what he was worth to the Ravens by the Ravens defense being as bad as it is and the Giants defense being as good as it is. Being I mean it they're better than we ever thought they were going to oh, be. I mean obviously that thousand team's, times. That team's yes. what 6 and 1? Yeah. The NFC least is the best division in football right now. Leaps and bounds and that's the Eagles, the Cowboys and the Giants combined have two losses. Yeah. It's wild. Or three. Three losses. The Cowboys have two. two. Yeah. So, three losses. And we can't put the Commanders in there because they've had Carson Wentz. So, at work, we have decided when he plays well, not that it happens real often, it's Carson. The rest of the time, that is Carl. Carl. Carl Wentz. Because Carl Wentz does not sound like a good quarterback. No. Um, Skip Bayless has a really good one. He calls him Carson Wentz. So, I mean. He wins there. <laughs> but, man, the Giants are annoyingly fun to watch. Do, can we talk about how Travis Etienne is finally starting to see the speed of the NFL? And now has all the touches. James Robinson just got traded to the Jets. Which, a little upset about, because I had Brees Hall in both fantasy leagues. Get healthy, big guy. That Please sucked get healthy. So much. Um, right now, who's who's offensive rookie of the year with Brees Hall being out? It's Damian Pierce. It has to be. That's the only other option. And I mean, what other rookie on the offensive side of the ball is making a tremendous impact? There's not. None of the receivers are. None of the offensive linemen are. The one rookie that you're seeing week in and week out is Damian Pierce. And Brees Hall was better. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's all. I feel like the Jets were better than the Texans. I do, too. But Brees Hall was playing better football. And maybe because he has a little bit better line. Maybe it's because he's got a little bit better playbook. Now, but now, he's, and of he course, was better. Jim, now James Robinson shows up, and they're down on offensive linemen because... Uh, Vera Tucker went down mm-hmm. also for the season. Um, if we could stop having all these injuries, that would be phenomenal. But, you know, football. Um, but I'm real interested to see how James Robinson fits in that offense. I am too. Not not that I don't think he will fit. Um, because I, I've never understood why the Jags last season and a half have been like, hmm. Maybe he's not the guy. Whenever he was clearly the guy his rookie year. Clearly. He he's a great running back. So we'll see. Um speaking of great running backs, failed to realize how large of a human Brian Robinson was. Okay, so that wasn't just me. No. Okay. When he lined up in the backfield, I was like, who the hell 
is the fourth string black quarterback standing behind the goat slayer Taylor Heineke. And then I realized it was a running back. The guy's massive. I just missed something apparently somewhere because I was like, all right, running back. The running backs, let's face it, kind of have a um, a size board that they fit into. He does not. You know who else is also really big, just to get a little off subject here, seeing the picture last night? Najee Harris. Oh my god, he looked massive next to Jalen Waddle. Absolutely massive. Jalen's not a small guy. That looked like Derrick Henry next to Mark Ingram from Alabama. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. I saw that and I was like, what? Najee's... Najee's that... That big? I I know. Granted, I did so I did see Jalen's comment on there. He goes, "That's a bad angle, man." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like Brian Robinson, big boy, and a damn good running back. Yes, he is. I'm so glad to see him healthy after taking those couple of gunshots. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he's looking good. I'm glad the Commanders finally have a decent quarterback in. I do not know why. I thought whenever the they traded for Carl this offseason. It was a dumb move. I thought when they just immediately anointed Carl as the starter, it was a bad move. And I thought when they were like, hey, Taylor, you're our backup, I thought it was a bad move. We- after what he did in the playoffs, after almost beating the Bucks, And he didn't lose that game either. No, no. He did not lose that game at all. That game was not on him. And you just like, nah. Kick him to the curb. He's going to be our backup. Man, sometimes you have to take what you have on the field. Just because one guy is a first rounder, another guy is a sixth rounder, fourth rounder, XFL player, whatever the case may be. Made a couple references there if you didn't catch them. Whatever the case may be, look at it. Look at what's on the field. What one is helping you win football games? It, this... It's almost like the uh, Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew comparisons. Gardner Minshew is not a starting quarterback because he was drafted in the sixth round. I mean, he's Baker Mayfield. Like he, he... He's Baker Mayfield with a higher completion percentage and no off-the-field issues other than probably sleeping with everybody's mom. I mean, let's be honest. Hmm. Yeah. Garfield Gravy. Uh. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No! (laughs) But, man, I do. Yeah. No, I agree. It's the same thing. I just, I don't don't get this whole. I hated with Gardner being at the Eagles because it's like, okay, he's not starting. That sucks. Man, if, if I'm a team like the Lions... The Niners, hell, Carolina, Washington, Denver. <laughs> not that, not that you can do much with your two hundred and forty-five million dollars sack of potatoes. But you that's know. a trash bag full of ditch weed, bud. That's that's in Colorado. All right, that team's not in Idaho. That team's in Colorado. That's fair. That's fair. I- I do apologize for those nice Idahoans. 
Um, but man, I was I, I wanted to see Gardner get a real shot to start, and I still think he deserves a real shot to start. I mean, he was pretty good in Jacksonville. And by pretty good, I mean he still might be the best young quarterback they've had in Jacksonville. Uh, it's he was winning football games in Jacksonville. Yeah, and they they thought they could trade him away, bring in. They traded him before they brought in Lawrence. Can't remember who they brought in instead. I don't even know, but you know, obviously it wasn't anybody good because we don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's weird they ended up with the number one overall pick that year. Um, so I think if you're one of those teams, like, hey, let's look at it. Speaking of teams that are going to be like, hey. Let's look at it. Notice I didn't mention the other team in that game, huh? Mm-hmm. I got you, boo. <laughs> I got, I, I've got this for you. Aaron Rodgers, get off the damn drugs, you psycho idiot. There we go. Side note, maybe he needs to get back on the drugs. I think he needs to stop worrying about Pat McAfee's podcast. Maybe hop on ours. Um. Oh, man. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a good idea. But don't get me wrong. That would help our listens. He'd hit me in the throat so fast. I say it might also end our podcast. He'd hit me in the throat so fast. Big Cat had some tough questions for him. I've got tougher questions. Um, Anyhow, back to a team that's trying something. Um, The Titans still look like they're going to struggle. And I'm really starting to think maybe it's time for let seven run. But the team that's letting the backup run, Matt Ryan has been benched. Sam Ellinger. 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 Out of, what was it, Texas? The University of Texas, who is widely known for the we're back, and then proceeded to get their asses throttled the next season. In which case... That last season that he was there, uh, KU had more players drafted than the University of Texas. Fun fact. Um, you know, it's... Man. I don't know that Sam Ellinger's the guy I'm going, you know what? That's the guy we're gonna... To hell with the, the Hall of Famer that we have, because clearly, Matt Ryan's not that good this year. The old quarterbacks are taking it tough this year. Tough. Um... I still don't know that Ellinger's the guy that I'm like, yeah, let's let's go to him. He doesn't have a big arm. He is mobile, which behind that offensive line, by the way Matt Ryan's looked, you have to be. Because somehow that offensive line's not good. I, I wonder do. if Matt Ryan would run out of the back of an end zone. Stop trying to trade for a benched quarterback, Ryan. I realize he's still probably better than what you have. Hey, would Jimmy straight across for Matt Ryan help both teams out? It'll get the Colts the number one overall pick. And Matt Ryan gets reunited with Shanahan. He knows the offense. He's got just as many, if not more, weapons in Santa Clara. He's got run CMC in the backfield. He's got a better offensive line, which doesn't actually make any sense on paper. I don't know how you can argue that whenever you gave up a safety to Frank the Shark Clark. Who is now suspended for two, two games, I by was the way. Hope, oh, I've seen that. So Ooh. happy. Oh, that guy is such a useless. 
sack of L- um, little, little Uzi Shark got suspended for two games. So personal conduct hopefully, policy. Hopefully, 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 that means Cam Jordan's about to be a chief. Hopefully, or Brian Burns. Hopefully, honestly, I'm not sure what it's gonna take, but. The commanders suck. I would take Montez Sweat. You know, there is a there's another name floating around. If this certain team loses on Sunday in London, uh, a guy who wears number fifty five. So I've I've heard the rumor. I'm gonna go ahead and dispel that one. Bradley Chubb's not gonna be a chief. Oh, by no means do I think he's going to be a chief, but I I think you make the push for him because he's getting traded by Tuesday. Let me rephrase I mean, that. I think you make the move for him, but let's face it. Denver's not going, ha, where do we want to send this guy? Kansas City. And it's not happening. And it, like, I had a guy at the bowling alley last night, you know, oh, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a chief. We're getting Chubb. A, I don't want Bradley Chubb. I'm sorry. I've seen the kind of chubby pass rusher do real great things in Kansas City. Not Bradley Chubb is not an is not an upgrade as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he might be a little bit better than what Frank presents because Frank's not that great. But I don't feel like the the production increases at all. Putting that 55 in place of the crappy 55 I have, I I do not see a massive improvement. The Chiefs are a team, they're deep enough at pass rusher. They're not good enough at pass rusher. And I feel like Bradley Chubb is a deep enough pickup, not a good enough pickup. I gotcha. I think if you're going to go out and get one of these guys, you need to go out and get one of the guys. Bradley Chubb is not one of the guys. He's, He's a guy, and he's decent when he has somebody really good across from him. I'm not going to get him if I'm the Chiefs. That that trade does not make sense. You're going to have to give up too much for a guy that you're not going to get the production that you need. You need a you need a pass rusher that is going to make an impact. I don't see that as Bradley Chubb. Maybe it's because I've watched him do absolutely nothing against the Chiefs for years. Chiefs have not had a great offensive line for years. You know, the last two years, yes, it's been good. Bradley Chubb has been non-existent. He's also oft injured. Let's face it. We know how oft injured defensive linemen go on the Chiefs. They don't. I thought you were going to go straight to San Francisco for a second round that's, pick. That's where they end up. But, you know, I, I don't I don't see that as a marked improvement. Like I said, if, if I'm going out, I would rather, instead of a second for Chubb, I would prefer a first, if not more, for one of the other two. I get it. Or three. I don't. I don't know that Montez Sweat's going to be available. I mean, if you want to take my first and give me uh, Chase, cool. I'm good with that. I'll take that off injured defensive lineman. Give me. Give me Chase Young. That's fine. <laughs> but. I don't think that's obviously going to even remotely happen. Um, I mean, that could change because I do believe there's a head coaching change coming in Washington. 
I believe there's a quarterback change coming in Washington. There's a regime change coming coming in Washington. And if Bezos has anything to do with it, ownership, there's ownership. 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 Yeah. And I believe Bezos probably buys that team real quick. Granted, it might be interesting to see if he can still do that, considering he now owns the rights to Thursday Night Football. But, you know. Ooh. I mean, I don't know if it would increase your ratings, but having guaranteed primetime games? Can, can we not... Can we not guarantee primetime games? <laughs> like, if, if there's... The Broncos and the, and the Commanders, I almost did it, should be relegated to the same schedule that the Lions have, where every game is at noon. Um, they should never be allowed to play games in primetime. Ever again. Um, but, yeah, so... Getting back on track. Um, Defoe in that defensive line. No. 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 I already beat your team. Shut up. No. I'm fantasizing. Give me a second. No. Bring Defoe home. That's what I'm saying. Kansas City. I'm. Are you high? It's closer to home than... Santa Clara. I mean, shit. You can't even play in the team you're named in the city you're named after. Bring Defoe home. No, I want him to be on a good team. I want him right next to his college teammate. I want him. I want him on a good team. Oh my god! Could you imagine Chris Jones and Defoe lining up next to each other? I don't have to imagine anything. I've seen what Defoe does firsthand. I might have been the first person to call that draft pick terrible because Eric Armstead didn't pan out the first couple of years. But Defoe is an absolute monster that needs to get out of Indianapolis. I think he's only got two years left on that deal, and I think he ha- he can force his way out after this season. But I think he could be a chief by next Tuesday. Okay, what's the next game? Because I don't like where this conversation's heading. Raiders-Texans. Uh, the Texans are really bad. The Raiders seem to be getting that offense moving. Um, Props to Devontae Adams. I was going to ask if you saw how Devontae got off the field. He stopped, looked, and sidestepped. He parted the Red Seas <laughs> and sidestepped his way through. A, props to you for taking in stride. That's- Came back and signed jerseys. He's seen jerseys hanging down, and he was signing jerseys. That's a good dude. Yeah. Hope that guy with the lawsuit trips and racks himself on a skateboard. Um, Outside of a skate park. Like, just randomly. Just randomly. (laughs) Walking down the street, whatever hellhole he come from, and just randomly, like, one's rolling across the street, doesn't see it, steps on it, absolutely obliterates his ability to reproduce. Well, the only bad thing is whoever owns that skateboard's getting sued for billions. Probably. Um, but yeah, that man, the Raiders run game looked really good. Um Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. The, How do you not pick up the fifth year option on that guy? I, I think the Raiders are watching that going, shit. Well, here's the thing, you're not gonna pay him. You don't pay running backs. No, no, and we've we've learned that. We have a very very good case study on you don't pay running backs. Who are the last three big running backs to get paid? Zeke, 
Gurley, and Bell. One of those is in the NFL currently, and not the best running back Se- on his team. And he's the second best back on his team. So it's going to be interesting to watch how that develops in the, you know, more towards the offseason. But, man, he looked good on Sunday. He was fun to watch on Sunday. Of course, I had him on my fantasy lineup on the bench. But, no, I think I, I might have started. Heck, I don't know. Um, but, no, he, he looked really good. That offense looked like it was coming together. And I, I, I really I, – the Raiders are finally starting to look like the team we thought they might be. Um, I might, I might remove the coach from the hot seat. Maybe we'll see. We'll turn the heat down. Yeah. We'll turn the heat down. At least it's not on go to hell mode. Like it is with Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, speaking of Nathaniel Hackett, fire Nathaniel Hackett, the jets love what you guys did. So, so disappointed that Brees Hall towards ACL. I'm getting stuck on that one. I I hate it. That's um, a good football player that we don't get to watch the rest of the season. Yeah, and he was. I mean, he was runaway favorite for rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball. I, honestly, pun intended. Run away, the guy. The Jets were going to have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And and now, now with him going down, I mean that that sucks. It sucks a lot. I hate it. The Jets were the Jets were going to make history this season, no matter the record. They were going to make history because they had the two best draft picks for year one. Um. Also, Sauce Gardner is giving up twenty five yards a game. Absolutely lock down as a rookie. He's already top ten at corner, already. And I don't feel like I'm stretching anything. I don't think so. I don't think it's a stretch to put him at top five. What he is doing, like, I, I'll i be the first to say it. When he came out, you know, hasn't allowed, hasn't allowed a touchdown in high school, never allowed one in college. I was like, dude's first play, he's getting toasted. It took five weeks? And the touchdown that they credit against him... I don't know that you can blame him for because the safety didn't come down when he should have. So it was a busted assignment. It, the it, guy's good. The guy is a really, really good cornerback. How many corners? man to man? I mean, he is. He's Darrell Revis with size. It's incredible to watch what he's doing. Is that I don't I don't know that you can name five better cornerbacks than him right now. He is absolutely elite. He is, I mean, I saw somebody who was like, ah, you know, he might not win it because only three cornerbacks have won it in the last 20 years. Granted, one's Marcus Peters, and the other one was, I don't remember who the other one was, uh, uh, Saints. Uh, Lattimore? Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. I was like, okay, so two have won in the last, what, seven years? You know, but I... Th- and none, none of the rookie Aiden Hutchinson slowed down. He, he he's not producing like he was. Kayvon Thibodeau's kind of coming. Kayvon Thibodeau's coming around. Um, he took off very slow. Did you see the play in the Giants game when Etn broke the run off to the left? Yes, and he just ran him down. Holy crap! 
that was a flying piece of just steel going down the field. That size, that speed, that's why I thought he was the number one overall pick for a long time. Holy cow, what what an athletic display. Anyhow, but no, I, I, I do... I saw one guy's got a freaking three-leg parlay put together right now that has Damian Pierce as the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, Sauce as the defensive rookie of the year, and Saquon as the comeback. I think he needs to make that a four-leg parlay. Oh, no, he put that in before the season. Oh, did he? Yeah. Too bad he can't. It's a $93,000 payout right now. Wow. On a $29 bet. Should have put a... It won't happen, which was this is the sad part. Uh, Micah Parsons as league MVP, at least defensive player of the year, locked down like. If a defensive player is going to win league MVP this year, or any year, it's going to be this year, and it's going to be Micah Parsons. Yeah, it won't happen because that's bad for the offensive look the NFL is trying to push. Um, but I mean, aside from Mahomes and Allen. And we've seen those guys, we've seen both of those guys have down days, yet in his career have I seen 11 have a down day. 99 out there in LA has down games. Watch him against Daniel Brunskill in San Francisco. There's just some guys that have a guy they can't beat, and I get that. We haven't found that guy that can stop Micah Parsons. Although I will give credit to, uh, is it Andrew Thomas, the left tackle for the Giants, he did a good job. Oh, he he tried. Uh, he gave everything and, he man, could. If, and... if you can slow him down a little bit, I feel like it's a good day for you. Um, obviously, we'll come touch back on the next game. Uh, ring a ding ding. Austin was right again. Damn it. The <clears throat> this thing on. Division-leading Seattle Seahawks. Where's that cyanide tooth I had hid somewhere in my mouth? Defeated the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, a team that is not going to accomplish the goals that it dreamed of because everybody gets hurt on that team. Just lost Mike Williams for two to five weeks. Just lost J.C. Jackson to a very not fun-looking patellar. Tear. Um, that was gruesome. Yeah, you didn't was, see that at first. I, that was one of those ones, Austin, please don't look up at the TV, and you're like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, that was like bad. A it was awful to look at. You know what was not awful to look at? Those Chargers uniforms. Oh, man. Those. I thought, and I, I'm still pretty sure that their powder blues are my favorite uniform in the NFL. Those ones they rolled out on God, Sunday. God, those Navy throwbacks. A, when the Chiefs sucked and I had to learn to appreciate other teams, I loved LaDainian Tomlinson. A, I get it. Amazing running back. B, I got to watch it. I got to watch him beat the crap out of my team twice a year, so I got to see him regularly. And C, again, great uniform, great running back, just you know, Hall of Fame legend. To see those uniforms out there again, 
and a how clean they made those. They changed the font just a little bit from what the actual throwback should have been because I feel like that was why it was bad. Mm -hmm. The the navies they updated that font and then kept the color scheme. Those looked so freaking. I've told my wife I want Justin Herbert. I want that jersey, that navy blue. I'll take a powder blue. By no means would I be upset with one of their powder blues. I said I wanted a Neckler jersey right then and there. You did, yeah. I, that was that was gorgeous. Start um, adding to the jersey collection right now because those were so pretty. I I want those. Those are up there with the line with the neon green DK for me. Like I want that jersey. That's a jersey I plan on having. Red Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean. There's and, a couple of jerseys and, in the NFL that are God, just... I, I can't decide if I want the Tyreek Hill just because I, I do have, the appreciation I have for Tyreek isn't... Obviously, you know, oh, I care more about him than every other Chiefs fan. When Tyreek got traded and got paid, I was like, you know what? You know, I tweeted at him. I was like, hey, man, going to miss the red blur on Sundays. Go go get your bag. Go have, get paid. You know, whatever. There's no... These guys are only in this league for a few years. Get your bag. Go you get know? paid. I get it. But... I don't understand hating a player for leaving. Man, it is the I, NFL. It is a business. If you aren't getting paid what you think you're worth, you're also going to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know? And you got to, compared to other sports, it seems like in the NBA, your team one year is winning a championship. The next 15, you're in the lottery. Yeah. And, or you can look at the Lakers. They buy teams every year. It, it, and they suck this year. Yeah, thank God. Uh, it, it's just, in the NFL, I feel like we don't get to appreciate because the players, they don't move. There's no player movement. Not like there are there is in baseball and basketball. And it makes it easier, I feel, to root for a team mm-hmm. because you have the same guys. But at the same time, I'm looking around the league, going, "We got to get this guy out of there. We got to get, we got to get Justin Herbert out of L.A. We got to get Scary Terry out of Washington. To the Chiefs. Anywhere. To the Chiefs. I I I know, I know where to you're laying at right there, but there's the some guys that just need to be moved because their careers are being wasted. DJ Moore. To the Chiefs. Um, I can't think of the defensive guys right now. Um, it doesn't matter to the Chiefs. <laughs> we need help. Um, I realize we just put up 44, but I'm still not comfortable with the idea that, you know, don't get me wrong, McCole Hardman now has an NFL record. He's the first receiver to have two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown in a game, which shocked me because Debo didn't already have that. It is. <laughs> like, uh, like I, was, I saw that and I was like, are we sure? Like, are we sure? Because... Are we sure Debo didn't do that? Because I, I feel like Debo might have done And apparently he hasn't. Um, I think but, he might have the other way around, two receiving. Oh, I'm sure he has two receiving and a, and a rushing. But, you know, there's more to get to on that game. Um, but, man, the Seahawks are a problem. Um, don't I haven't seen an update on DK's injury as of yet. Um, they haven't released a timeline. It's not as bad as they thought, but he will be missing time, from what I've read. That's unfortunate. Um, but while we're on the Seahawks, 
another potential rookie of the year candidate. Kenneth Walker? Kenneth Walker. Holy crap, am I glad I got that guy. I, I, f- I feel like Billy Madison. I'm glad I called that guy because holy crap, that kid has exploded since Penny went down. Might be. If he stays running like he is and that that team stays winning football games despite everything that says they shouldn't, that guy is well. That and they've a got uh, they've got Quandre Diggs, who's a very, very good, good. Cor- corner. They have another rookie corner, mm-hmm. and I can't think of his name uh, right now. But he is also locked Walk- down. Walken, Walk, yeah, W O L K E N Walken, absolute lockdown. He's he's got the same starting stats for his rookie season as Richard Sherman. The guy is a lockdown corner. Yeah, he is. Good for the Seahawks. As much as I hate that franchise. Good for you guys. And you know what? Pete Carroll, you annoying old chew- gum-chewing bastard. I don't understand how you can chew gum and everybody knows exactly what gum you're chewing just by the way it smells through the TV. I just don't get it. Put the spearmint down. Okay, but good for you guys. You you aren't supposed to be anything this year, and here you are. Mm, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Please, I got you. I got you. Please. I got you. The division leading <clears throat> Seattle Seahawks. <clears throat> uh, it's like somebody soaked crow in vinegar. When was Left. the last time the NFC West had one team with a winning record? Honestly, it has to be mid to early 2000. Like, Alex Smith era, San Francisco 49ers. Like Matt Hasselback, um, complete disarray in both Arizona and, at the time, St. Louis. That's the only thing I can think of. That division has been so good for so many years. They have one team with a winning record, and it is the division-leading Seattle Seahawks. I just and they are it. four and three. Yes, <laughs> they'll be five hundred next week. I don't know who they play next week. They're going to be five hundred. Like it might be the bye week, and they still might end up five hundred. <laughs> like that, it is wild. That division is going to come down to week eighteen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I mean. It like, does every year, but it's for a different reason. I think I think all four teams are are four and three, and the other teams are three and four, aren't they? Well, the Rams had a bye, so the okay. Rams are in second place at three and three, um, and they play San Francisco this next week. Not that I have any grand hopes, but I also watched Matt Stafford and what they call an offense all season. That game is going to be closer than it needs to be, but I, I don't... hope your defense does a little better than they did this week. I um, can't even blame my defense. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, the Sunday night game. Thank God two was back, first off. Yes. But, what are the Steelers? Confusing. Because that was a hard-fought game. Miami should have ran away with that. Very much so. Granted, if Tua puts up 
you know, another three, four yards on a couple of passes, this game's not close. I also have an extra $190 on my DraftKings account. Not salty. I wonder if one of us has a betting problem. Gambling addiction brewing. You see, I took like three weeks off. And I was like, see, can quit any time. I was like, alright, you know, I'm going to dabble a little bit. Ended up putting like $70 on Sunday. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. And the only bet I hit was a boosted to 100 to have for Tyreek to have 50 yards and Jason Tatum to have 25 points. Everything else missed. Thanks to the freaking Packers. Um, fucking assholes. Uh, but man, Tua, I mean, Tua looked, started the game like he was shot out of a cannon. He did. That first drive was freaking incredible. What a first drive. Holy crap. Sign me up for that guy. And then the rush showed up. Um, he, he didn't look as clean. He didn't look as crisp. You know, you kind of expected the... The excitement wore off, and those things those things kind of happen. But the Steelers, man, they they put up a fight. They, I I I still think the Steelers are bad. Obviously, um, Kenny Pickett's still showing that he hasn't fully grasped the speed of the NFL. Yeah, granted, it's hard to fully grasp the speed of the NFL whenever Xavier Howard is absolutely racing your first your first read, like just. Your first read is no longer in the game because Xavier Howard has completely eliminated that side of the ball. Yeah, now you're going through your you're you're skipping your first read because it's gone. Your second read's not even open. God knows your third read isn't open because those are all timed routes. One, two, three. Oh, I just figured you say God knows number three isn't open because that was Chase Claypool. <laughs> no. Uh, moving on (laughs) no that just throws your entire timing off not being able the reads you're making are they're not there you almost have to wait an extra split second before you can continue your read it's and when your offensive line's not good you don't have that split second you don't have that split second although when you have a sequoia tree in the backfield for a running back Back to the Najee Harris thing. Good lord. Hand him the ball. Yeah, I mean He didn't look bad either. No, but that Warren kid that they've got also looks like a problem. Um But yeah, no, I just like I knew Najee was large. Like and it comes across as large, but then where you saw him standing next to Jalen, it's like you are much bigger than I thought you were. It's it was very weird. I, I understand the first round pick now. It kind of like it. people go, Derrick Henry's huge. Yeah, Derrick Henry's. Oh. Yeah. Derrick Henry's that big. That's A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Okay. Like, oh, those are big guys. Then you see the picture in the locker room. Those are big guys. Those are those. Those are the freaks Mama warned you about. And, man, I just, the Steelers are weird. I mean, I expected them to play hard. I expect them to fight hard because, let's face it, I would run through a brick wall for Mike Tomlin. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
I, I feel like that's, if there's one guy that could motivate me to do it, it would be him. Unless, of course, you told me on the other side of that brick wall was Nathaniel Hackett and I got free shots, in which case I will still run through that same brick wall. I thought you were going to say as long as there's like a Jimmy John sub or a, a nice cold cut sandwich on a, a fresh baked hoagie roll. I be... will run through every brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's something. Whenever we go out of town, we need to start reviewing wings and subs. I know that's a complete ripoff of uh, uh What are we, Barstool? <laughs> but come on. It, if there's any two guys that could probably tell you what a good sub or a good wing place is. Yeah, you might be on the Too Fat to Play podcast, but we are definitely the fat. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't know where the play come from, but we got the fat covered. Oh, um, I'm thinking about food right now. I'm so hungry. Uh, yeah, I know. Dinner's getting close. <laughs> um, now to the other game that we kind of prefaced earlier about quarterbacks. Well, and the other change. one, the third quarterback... Uh, we're going to get to, but the second one, if you didn't catch it, was Taylor Heineke. Um, we didn't mention that. That guy should be. Uh, I feel like I mentioned a little bit. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I, but anyhow. I didn't feel like it was very obvious. I know that we kind of previewed it and then didn't didn't actually come back to that point. Yeah, maybe it's because I work with a Washington fan and got most of that out earlier. <laughs> um, but the third one. Bailey Zappy, guys. The 49ers are going to trade for Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> God, I hope nobody, I hope nobody's got a real sensitive uh, hearing on that one. Um, no, nah, the, the the Patriots absolutely need to go with Bailey Zappi. You bench Mac. I said it last week. You said it last week. They started Mac. Mac looked like crap. Granted, the zapping only lasted for about a quarter. But where did that Bears defense come from? Where did that Bears offense come from? Well, I mean, it's the same Bears offense. It's just that that's a, that's the same Patriots team. I mean, yes, the Lions are clearly struggling, but shut out the Lions two weeks ago. That's true. That Patriots defense is a solid defense. Mac Jones not only should lose his starting job, should also probably be fined somewhere in the in the neighborhood of however much you should have to pay for kicking a guy in the nuts on purpose. Oh, that was so disgusting. That was dirty. And we've seen it out of New England before, though. TV right. 12 has also done that. Yes, he has. Um, but on the bright side, that guy immediately turned around and picked him off. So, But hey, anytime Mac Jones gets picked off, good day for us because we've been calling for him to lose his job since he got drafted. Um, Bailey Zappi come out in his first drive and drove them down the field to score a touchdown. Mac Jones would drive down the field to throw an interception. Mac Jones looked like Jimmy Garoppolo. Mac Jones drove down the field. He did. His first or second drive, he actually had a very good drive down the field and threw an interception. Okay, fair enough. But man, it was I, only one drive though. I don't I don't feel like that's a I don't feel like there's a quarterback controversy. I don't feel like there's a discussion. I there's don't think a better quarterback. I think you start Bailey Zappi. Your offense looked better with Bailey Zappi. It looked more you, – your, your running game – your quarterback came in. Your passing game got better. Your running game got better. Your defense disappeared. But, man, I feel like their defense shows up, 
they have a chance. Again, I don't know what the Bears offense. I don't I don't know why the Chiefs decided to suit up and play for the Bears on Monday night football against the Pats, but that's what it looked like. That offense was moving the ball. Confusing, also losing me a bet. But it was odd to watch. And I actually feel really bad. I bad. I went to bed at halftime mainly because I've been having issues sleeping, so I've been have to, <laughs> having to try and go to bed earlier so that I can get some amount of sleep before I wake up in the morning. So I went to bed at half. When I went to bed, it was a three-point game. I, I fully thought Bailey Zappi was going to come back and lead that team to victory. Um, I know he ended up having, I th- what was it, two interceptions or just one? I can't remember. I, I think remember. it was. I think it, he ended up having two. Um, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, two interceptions. He was 14 for 22. Return. Mac Jones was three for six. For 13 yards. Bailey Zappi had 185. Bailey Zappi is a fourth round rookie. That is significantly better than your second round, than your first round number, second year player. He I, sees the, hands he, down. He made two, two mistakes. He made twice as many mistakes as Mac Jones. Okay, he also scored a, one more touchdown. Yeah, it was one, um, but uh, he had one touchdown. Uh, the other, the second touchdown was a run. Well, yeah, but, but he, he drove still, down the field. He drove down the field and. Hey, if I'm the three-yard line, Ramondre Stevenson might get the ball on my team, too. Uh, I get it. The way I look at it is the same way I kind of look at Washington and Carolina. You've got a guy who you didn't spend anything for. You've got a guy that shows potential, and the guy in front of him... Just because he was drafted higher. You can see the ceiling, and, and it's not real high. Just because they were drafted higher does not mean they are a better player. No, no, absolutely not. When the Cowboys went to Tony Romo, which I was a hater of Tony Romo. Looking back at it, Tony Romo was a very good quarter. He had very bad plays. Those bad plays stand out. Yeah. But Tony Romo was a very good quarterback. He was undrafted. Why shouldn't he get the spot? Every other... There's 10 other positions on the football field on the offensive side of the ball that if an undrafted guy is beating out a a first, second, or third rounder, they're not even questioning it. But suddenly, because it's quarterback, we got to see what the first round guy can do. Why? Your team looks better with the undrafted, the fourth rounder, the fifth rounder, the third rounder, Russell Wilson. Let's not forget about that. I mean, obviously it it was injury, but... Injury led to the start of Dak's career. Right. Injury led to the start of Tom Brady's career. Kurt Warner's career. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, I mean, why, we can do this all day. Exactly. Why are we sitting here going, well, they got to give the job back to X, Y, or Z. The only reason this isn't the same thing as um, Dak's injury with Cooper Rush was Cooper Rush wasn't being asked to do anything. No, Not Cooper he, Rush and he won, didn't. Cooper Rush didn't come out and win a football game. No, he, he won football games. He they, they won football games. He managed the game perfectly. Yeah, he played. He played as as good as you could hope, and he managed to win a game. 
Bailey Zappi has won you football games. Taylor Heineke. Taylor is Heineke won you a football game. <laughs> PJ Walker, Walker won you a football game. That, these are guys that have played. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be looking for a different quarterback in the first or second round of the draft. No, but, but you've it, got a guy to get you through the year. Yeah, and even if you decided, you know what, let's let's use this guy as a bridge for two to three years, go for it. That's that's what you need. You just need a good quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was that guy in San Francisco for three or four years. I'm not saying Trey Lance is, and we'll get to that in a minute, but when you look at it, there's guys that are quarter Ryan Fitzpatrick. Career bridge. Career bridge quarterback. And you know what? One of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. He he, he was going to come out and he was going to win you some football games. He would also lose you some football games. Right now, yeah, Mac Fitz, Jones. Fitz, Fitz magic was special. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But, like, right now, Mac Jones, he's not going to win you football games. He'll manage a football game and you'll win. He can lose you a football game. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold can manage a football game to a win. They will also lose that football game. Carson Wentz, Carl Wentz, whatever we want to call him, will manage a football game. Hell, Carson Wentz could win you a football game. Yeah, he's a lot more Carl than Carson. But he's a lot more Carl than Carson. Jimmy won't win you a football game. There's quarterbacks in this league that will manage. And uh, this is where I don't like the Alex Smith game manager because Alex Smith could win you a football game. Mm -hmm. He was great at managing the game, but I remember a certain NFC uh, playoff game versus the Saints where he won the football game. I remember a couple of Chiefs games where he went out and won. Alex Smith never lost the football game. So I, that's where the game manager um, comparisons, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Because when a quarterback will will straight up lose you a football game, instead of just manage it, you can manage a game into a loss. It happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's the difference between these quarterbacks. Bailey Zappi will go out and win you a football game. Last night, he managed a game to a loss. Except and so far, that's that his floor. offense looked... Really good. Granted, again, the shine wore off in the second half, obviously. But I, I I don't see any reason. And Belichick seems to be getting a little feisty over it. I don't know if you saw his press conference today. I did. Um, where he just, every time somebody asked about who the starting quarterback was, his response was, that's a hypothetical. Um, I'm not sure how those are hypothetical questions. I mean, I, I understand one of them was, you know, if, if Max... You know, if if Max healthy, does he come back in that game? You know, questions like that, whatever. But man, I I don't feel like there's a controversy there. I don't think there should be a controversy in any of the three places we've talked about. I don't think so either. I think the guy that you're going to run the rest of the season with, and and why is it the only team that? I mean, four teams really. Why is it the only guy that's gotten that? Hey, it's yours. Go is freaking Sam Ellinger. Uh, I- I'm I'm sorry. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. I agree. Um, but let's uh let's circle back. I know 
you've you've already sta- told me that you don't have a lot to say on this game. I've said it for seven weeks. I know. And um, it's so I'll, I just want to kind of yeah. go through some things that I saw, some things I and obviously I'm going to yeah, say you, something. You've got you've got your piece, and I I know you'll I know eventually I'll I'll take a look gear and you'll you'll take off on this one, <laughs> but. The Mahomes and Juju connection is it's like it's starting to spark up. Um, you know, shout out Call of Duty, building team chemistry. Unless you're in Arizona, um, yeah, we're not worried. There's about a certain that. toddler out there that needs to. Well, that's what happens when you stay up past your seven thirty bedtime. <laughs> um, but Juju looked good. MVS looked better. Almost uh, competent. Pissed me off. Um, I, I mean, I, I was like, yeah. I remember one play. I was like, yeah. I mean, Mahomes let it go was of the, the ball. It was the deep ball. The deep ball to MVS. He let go of it. And I was standing next to Ryan. I was like, God, please don't be MVS. Shit, it's MVS. He caught it. Uh, and fun fact, he dropped it into his lap. So he still dropped that pass in my mind. Um, but that looked good. Um, I'm a little upset that Kelsey didn't get a touchdown on National Tight Ends Day. Also, because it cost me money. <laughs> we need to, after this game, we need to come back and just talk about the tight ends for a minute on National. Absolutely, absolutely. They they played phenomenal, and we'll get to um, that. But, you know, Travis had almost 100 yards. MVS was over 100 yards. Juju was over 100 yards. Obviously, McColl with the three touchdowns. We all kind of... I mean, not we all. There's obviously a large pundit out there looking at you, Keenan Allen, that was like, oh, people are going to, you know, the Chiefs offense is going to get exposed without Tyreek Hill because they're not going to be good anymore. That offense just offense put up 44. It's starting to click. Against a really good defense. Granted, Mahomes is now 13-2 and two against top five ranked defenses, and he averages like 39 points a game in those games. I think it's because they just open it up and say, "Do you?" Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you're you're a hairy wizard. Let's go, you know. <laughs> and Mahomes looks. I mean, obviously, he started the game off with the pick. Although, freaking shout out to goddamn Hufunga. Guy is good, like really good. That safety room. George Odom, the special teams guy out of Indianapolis, who was on the practice squad when they signed him, and Talanoa Hufunga. The defense ended up looking bad at the end of that game. I can't blame them for that loss. It's hard to play defense when you're on the field for like 72 minutes of a 60-minute game. Well, yeah. But to come out firing to give your offense... Literally, in the first quarter, you give your offense everything it needs to to go out and get a huge lead to you, maintain. You, you, you the, the defense was the core building block. They jumped out 10-0 on the Chiefs. And I was like, huh. I mean, don't be wrong. A 10-0, well, we a 10-0 lead. seen a 10-point lead with the Chiefs and Niners before. Evaporate rather quickly. Yeah. You know, I, a 10-point lead does not scare me as a Chiefs fan. Or deficit does not scare me as a Chiefs fan. No. Because... I know who I have that lines up under center. Exactly. You know, and that's that's one of those things where as soon as the Chiefs turned around and they jumped up, you started cooking dinner. 
Yeah. Uh, and then Frank Clark got a got a sack for a safety while you were cooking dinner. <laughs> I, I was actually kind of glad you were in the kitchen because I didn't want to see you. I didn't want to see want you to see me celebrate Frank Clark doing something that was somewhat relevant to, fo- to a football game. Um, Congratulations! You ran down Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but the Chiefs have had so many opportunities to have safety to get a safety this year. And every time I've gone, like, it just happens oh, to be the same guy that ran out of the back of the end zone yeah, in week I've... three against the Broncos. Yeah. I'm not calling that a win in anybody's book. Also, they didn't need the safety. He's been much more high pressure situations the last few times. But hey, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, enjoy your two weeks off. Uh, <laughs> Three, because they got a bye. They got a bye week this week. So he gets to go play with Uzis in the state of California some more. Little Uzi shark. Um, But, man, watching the Chiefs offense look like it did, which always draws me back to why did we lose to the Colts. Um, You know, that team, that offense, they're moving the ball. I think... I think they have found the perfect role for McColl, being that gadget, get jet sweep guy, motion guy, screen guy. Granted, that's I mean that's what they've essentially used him for for the last three years, but you know he's thankfully they didn't try to make him a number one wide receiver. I feel like that might have been part of the issue towards the beginning of the year, was they tried to make McColl a top flight receiver and he's not. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't think the Chiefs have a top-flight receiver. I think number th- if number 13 is out there and Kansas City's on his list, which, I mean, he's all but confirmed they are, I think Kansas City needs to be... If, if you're not going to get DJ, obviously, Terry's not getting moved. As much as I would love to see Terry in a Chiefs uniform, Terry's not getting moved. Love to see Terry in just any uniform that's competitive. But I I think if you can go out and add a true X wide receiver like Odell, this offense benefits tremendously. Don't get me wrong. Yes, that's a little more time that this team has to get together, get to mesh, get to understand each other. But I feel like if Odell's going to go somewhere where he can make a true impact and truly have a standout impact on a team, I feel like it's Kansas City. A, because the Packers suck. They're awful. Rodgers sucks. That offensive line sucks. The receivers suck. Everything about that team is garbage. If if Odell's hunting rings like he like we all ex- assume? assume he is, right. the team that makes sense to me, and maybe it's because I'm a homer, I don't know. The one team that makes true sense to me is Kansas City. They have a need for the position. The only teams that make sense to me are there's three teams in the AFC. I don't think there's an NFC team that actually makes sense. The only NFC team that kind of makes sense to me is a homecoming. I don't think that helps that team turn around. Unless you're Not talking home. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I can see it. I can see him heading I back think, to I think going back to the Giants. He makes a difference on a team that's winning football games. But again, if not chasing ring, a ring. If you're ring hunting, sorry, Giants fans. Um, I don't think you're. 
I don't think even with I don't think you can add Odell and make it through because you still have to play Philly. Very true. I don't love the fit with the Bills. I don't love the fit either, but that would be the type of move that they would make literally just to prevent oh, Kansas yeah, absolutely. City. Absolutely. That that's the Niners I mean, and CMC. Like, I mean it's kinda like the Chiefs with the with the uh Josh Gordon deal. Yeah. Even if you signed him just so your opponent didn't have him, it wasn't a bad deal. But the Ravens. The Ravens are in needs of some offensive help. They need yes. more defensive help. So I think, and obviously I've already stated, I think the, I think the Ravens are going to try to make a move for Jared Judy. Right. Um, I, I, I that seems that seems like a very obvious fit and benefit for both teams. I think the way Odell plays offense, I don't think benefits him as much or he benefits that team as much because Lamar I do not want to say you know the running back thing the way Lamar runs right Odell is not a passionate blocker no by no means but to help that passing game. And right now, when you watch the Ravens, I don't feel that they have Rashawn Bateman. I mean, he... Bateman's played well. Um, what's the other kid's name? Uh, Duvernay. Duvernay's played well. Mark Andrews has been up and down. I think they need a receiver. I think you throw him in the slot, don't ask him to block, and just get open when he's... Because we've seen the progression with uh, Lamar. Yeah. Where he scrambles to try and throw instead of scrambles to, to run. run. Yeah. So if he if he, you're asking him, hey, everybody else is going to start blocking when it breaks down, you get open. No, Th- I'm, that, I, I, I'm not saying it's a great fit, but his three best chances, because I'm not counting this Ravens team out right now. Uh, they might not win the North because Cincinnati seems to have found it. That's I can't. My, I guess that's my thing with the Ravens is publicly stated. I don't like Lamar win the Super Bowl. I, I and I know where you're coming from. I We both hope that's not true because I feel like Lamar should be one of those guys that ends up getting one. Well, and I, I was watching, but, I was watching another pod the other day, you know, they were like, you know, Rogers or Mahomes and Allen, are Brady and Manning. And you got a guy like Ben Roethlisberger and Joe. And Joe. You got a guy like Eli. Kind of like Justin. Somebody's going to be Phillip Rivers. I get it. And to me, and I, they, they said the same thing. I'm not trying to steal a take or anything like that. I mean, I've been on this train for a while. I can confirm. If one of these guys is going to be Phillip, I feel like it's going to be Lamar. I don't think Lamar has a longevity because of his reasons. Of his plays, right. But Lamar Lamar won't win a Super Bowl, especially with a defense like this. Heavens no. No, that 
like I said, they've got they've all got other things to fix, and I, I feel like John Harbaugh gets called the defensive guy, which I know that's kind of where he got his start, but he's had very good offenses his entire coaching career. He knows how to coach an offense. I think he's understanding what Wink meant and knows that maybe there's no in-season fix for the defense unless you just start from scratch and take two weeks to try and implement something new with a new DC. Um, but I can see him going, while we're trying to get that, let's get the offense back to where they were the first three weeks of the year yeah, and bring in a guy. With, I, and and the Jerry Judy thing does make sense, but I feel like that team that outside Lamar, that offense is so young. And uh, Andrews, obviously, um, that freaking dinosaur out there catching touchdowns. You can't Unfortunately, hate the guy. he did not perform. On I know one of like three across the NFL that didn't do much, um, but outside of those two, and Lamar is still still young. So bringing in some more a veteran presence to that very young wide receiver room could help out in a lot of ways. Look what Emmanuel Sanders did when he got traded to San Francisco. No, I I, I absolutely agree, but I also... I don't think it gets him over the hump, but I don't... If I'm Odell, I'm looking at that going, there's a chance. And of the three teams, and I, I could be very wrong on this, I haven't looked at numbers lately... Um, don't the Ravens have the most, uh, cap space? Yeah. I, coming off the ACL, I don't think, I don't think he signs much more than a vet man. Like, I really don't. But again, I, I mean, Odell's got his money. I know Odell wants, he he wants that finger jewelry. And I don't know that Odell looks at the Ravens and goes, I want to be the teacher. I get it. I mean, Odell... You can read the between the lines on his on his Twitter. Most right. Odell believes he's still that guy. the The thing with Odell, regardless of where he plays, he's going to be playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the in the league right yeah. now. I mean, it, he, and it's going to be fun to watch. That's what's going to be the crazy thing. It's he, going to be so fun to watch. He's not going to Washington. No, you know we know where he. We know we have an idea of where he'll end up. Um, like I said, for me, if I. If I'm looking around the league, and again, maybe it's the homer take, whatever, I'll, I'll I'll eat it if it is. I think if you if Odell looks around the league and goes, who needs me, and who's going to get me to another Super Bowl? I think if if you want to make a legitimate impact, because remember he got healthy and got going with the Rams at the end of last season, oh, he was an impact. Very much so. Just, I mean, he was an impact in the Super Bowl before he tore his ACL. It was an impact in the NFC Championship game that they were trailing. I think if you want if you want to be that guy and you want to have that impact and you want to have have the chance to be Odell Beckham to be OBJ, I think it has to be Kansas City. I agree because I mean the the, the other teams that were in the mix, Green Bay has to be out. They have to be out. Like I said, the Ravens don't make sense to me. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like it has to be Kansas City. Um, I don't know. It just something tells me 
I, I've got I've got a gut feeling. I've been wrong many times, especially with these big name free agents, because in the end they still have to go live in Missouri for a little bit. Yeah, but that's you know I I feel like there's I, I if he is doing what he wants to do, I feel like that's the way he's going to have to go with it. Um, no, but, I feel the Chiefs are the are his best bet. But that's enough. That's enough wide receiver talk. Let's talk about true stars. CJ Ozoma looked really good for the Jets. Oh man, tight ends this weekend just popped off. Celebrate your day, boys. Oh, we didn't talk about Niner. You know what? That's fine. Um, oh, I mean, I was gonna let you off. I didn't. Um, I I didn't want to do that. So, um, th- thank we you. We will t- we will talk about one. GK is looking healthy again. Thank God, because I love me some George Kittle. Because I miss the days when I had to argue. For as bad of a game that was to actually sit and watch, when 87 and 85 were out there catching balls, it was some of the best football. And the fact that you know George seen that game and said, yep, that's national tight end week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, loved it. Yeah, I mean, those teams almost have to play every year from here on out. Just to have National Tight Ends Day that weekend. The tight ends this weekend popped off. I'm really sad that the Bills didn't play because Dawson Knox would have had a big game. 100%. Uh, We didn't get to see Tyler Higby with the Rams. That would have been another big game for a tight end. Or Darren Waller. Darren Waller. um, I mean... I still miss the fact that Logan Thomas isn't back to who he was before he tore his ACL. But um, that, that Otten kid for Tampa Bay, nobody knows who he is, but he showed out for National Tight End Day. He definitely did. Um, Hayden Hurst didn't didn't have a big game, but I feel like when your receivers are doing the damage right. um, that uh, that's around him, he's he's going to be perennially limited. Mike Gusecki started Mike off Gusecki hot. Mike Gusecki is... Underrated. When he came up on the trade block, I was very confused, and I'm pretty sure uh, Coach has since then gone, hey, that's baby GK. We're going to go ahead and keep him. Maybe maybe not that guy. Um, But, man, I mean, Rob Tanyan didn't do much, but that's because his quarterback sucks. Yeah, Rob Tanyan was one of very few tight ends. Dalton Schultz tried. Oh, man, and I had him on my fantasy. Uh, that was a late pickup, needed a tight end. I was hoping Dalton Schultz would come in off injury just like Dak. I was hoping him and Dak would find that chemistry again, and it was almost there. He was doing he everything tried. he could. and um, I, I, feel, I think I've lost my, uh, my scrolling capabilities over here, so going game to game is getting difficult because my computer's frozen. Um, but... It still throws me off. Um, Evan Ingram had a good game. Still throws me off when I see a tight end wearing 17, especially whenever it looks like he's a wide receiver, and then I go, oh, crap, that's Evan Ingram. Uh, I feel like the Chiefs missed a missed a golden opportunity to, run, to run trips right with Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey, and Jody Fortson. I feel like you missed a, a beautiful opportunity to run a tight end screen there. I, I agree. Watching that game, National Tight End Day, of course, George Kittle hadn't gotten his touchdown yet, but 
Oh. How do you not? How do you not? I, I get that NFL teams don't look at that. But you... You're, you're telling me Andy Reid ran a two-yard screenplay to Travis Kelsey because he doesn't look at the yards he has? No, looking at the uh, the National Tight End Day. They don't look at that going, you know what, we should probably get our, our tight ends involved this weekend. We both watched football this weekend. We both know that's not true. Yeah. They tried <laughs> to get their tight ends involved. Dude, it was so good. Uh, just nice a quick try to get Travis Kelsey in a touchdown. I wish they would have. Me too. Um, because obviously you would have won some money. <laughs> Travis Kelsey and George Kittle ended the game with six receptions, ninety-eight yards each. Not not combined for not. Tra- Travis got this, and jo- no, they both had the exact same stat line, except for George had a touchdown. If they could have left that game with the exact same stat line at the end of the day, I think even their their uh, looks were pretty close. Neither one of those guys was looked at very often, but when they were looked at, they were wide open. It was a good weekend to be a tight end in football. How can you not love love tight ends, man? And that that sounded really bad. Um. My wife doesn't listen. Uh, anyhow, but no, it was, man. I love, I love watching, just just tight end football. It's so much fun. The routes a little simpler, speed a lot less, excitement so much more. When we watched in that game, we watched both Travis Kelsey and George Kittle try and kill a corner running up the sideline. How, as a defensive player, do you look at one of these 6'6 guys? Was probably 210, 220-ish? I think Kelsey's like 250, and I think Kittle's like 240. They don't run like it. Kittle damn sure doesn't. (laughs) I mean, Kelsey kind of runs like he's, you know, getting older. Kittle kind of runs like he doesn't care to get older. Which is kind of his biggest well, downfall. It is. But, he gets hurt on those plays. It's such good. It makes it exciting. You love to watch it. I mean, as bad as it is for him and for that team and for the betterment of his career, you love to watch him do it. It's it's exciting to watch. See, I said this to Austin mid-game. I would love to party with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. The two guys I just want to throw a rager with. Because for some reason, Travis has all the friends with all of the alcohol. George finds a tank. And you know Grok showed up in the tank. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> uh, that just seems like a party I want everything to be a part of. If if I can ever figure out a way to go to tight to, to tight end you, we're going. Oh, uh, I, I'm hoping they have open tickets this oh next God, year. It'd be so good. Um, I mean, this house was literally everybody was wearing. I had my Kittle jersey on. You had your Travis Kelsey. My wife was looking for her Mahomes shirt or jersey, and I said, "No, no, no, no. It's a holiday. Uh, you're grabbing Kelsey's jersey. You're wearing that one today." It was a, we celebrate National Tight Ends Day like it's Christmas. We're about to start doing like a gift exchange, I think, on National Tight Ends Day. 
Um, I don't know if it's just tight end bobbleheads, whatever we can come up with. National Tight Ends Day is is officially a holiday in the NFL. I love every minute of it. They, and the world's a better place for it, it. When you have the tight ends coming out playing like they did, I, mean, I just I think in general when you have the tight ends that the NFL now has, I mean hell, Mo Alley Cox is a really good tight end. You know, Matt Fryermuth. Did you hear all the Muth chants in Miami? I did. I was impressed. That that sounded like a Chiefs road game there. That was impressive. Um, but guys, we've we've taken up quite a bit of your time here. We've we've run over. We had some excitement, of course, obviously. Um, but we we've run over our time frame here, so we're gonna get you out of here. Uh, week eight's upcoming. I get a bye week. Not that I was ready for a bye week. I don't really care for these early bye weeks. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna dig into that tomorrow. That means you're gonna get to listen to my uh, my rant on the 49ers and what needs to happen for the rest of the season. Oh in boy. Uh, in the next episode here, um, we're gonna you know we're we're both scouring all the trade headlines. We'll try to get. Anything prepped up prior to Oh, we to the didn't week. even touch this one. Say so we didn't even touch the trade this week. No, um, big trade, big one for me. It actually, th- from what I'm hearing, it's not a rental. So Run CMC ends up in Santa Clara. Um, for me to say I love the move, I can't say I completely love it. At the time, I did. Obviously, I'm excited. I get a guy like that. Looking at the draft capital that we gave up, kind of hard, and then you start to realize that the Niners had like four third-round picks, five-fifths. They had picks stacked. The only thing they didn't have was first. So they gave up their second, third, fourth, and then a fifth next year. They still have six draft picks, not including anything the NFL is going to give them back after free agency and and stuff. So I... By no means do I think they gave up too much. I like what they gave up. And Run CMC came out and he looked good. I understand it's a zone scheme. I may have called that out a few times during the game. You did. Oh, look. One of the best running backs in football knows how to run a zone scheme. Never would have guessed. Well, and it's funny because Greg Olson was up in the press box. I get it. It's National Tight Ends Day. Greg, you have to have a little bit better takes than that up in the press box. That was kind of that was rough to listen to a little bit, um, and especially when you know the guy. You guys were on the same team, you played together a lot. You guys were best friends. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me the Stanford running back is smart? What? So, run CMC to the Niners. I feel like it's a great move. The way I looked at it, and I told, I think I texted you this after um i calmed down just a little bit because i was laying down for bed when my phone buzzed um to me this is not a move to try and win the super bowl this year because with 10 under center that ain't happening for me this is a hey trey if you don't like what you have downfield and you can't run it drop it off to not 22 23 just dump it and I feel that's going to help his progression in the league. He's still going to make some mistakes, but if they're able to keep him around for two or three years, even yeah. I mean, you just can keep this... that guy around for you know until the next contract. Absolutely, do and, it. And 
to me, that's that's looking at the future to help develop a quarterback. Right now, yeah, Run CMC has injury prone, injury prone, but they're never the same injury. He's never he doesn't have like a history with ACLs or a history with it's always that fifty fifty injury from. He's had just about every single one of them, so right. I'm pretty sure his body's about healed. Whether he keeps his his speed and everything, his prowess on the football field, I feel that was more of a move for the future than it was for this year. Nobody's wanting to talk about that, but that's because everybody else is on their knees for Jimmy Garoppolo, and obviously Colin Cowherd's pissed off that Trey Lance is piping down his daughter. Um, so... On that note, <laughs> be kind to each other, love one another, and always remember, fuck, fuck the, the Packers. Cowboys. Wait, what?